The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and today we are in a full news roundup, uh, and I want to bring in Kyle Porter, but I'm going to make him wait just one second because (laughs) to let you know, also coming up this week, uh, this is not Charles Schwab Challenge Week. It's week of before Charles Schwab Challenge Week, and Doug Bell will be on giving us an early preview joining us for that later in the week but right now we have a lot to talk about so let's bring him in it's kyle porter what up dude how we doing i don't know uh did okay (laughs) we are we are very good at derailing this thing like five seconds in yeah let's 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 do it uh i saw i wish i had this in front of me that uh there is a twitter account that does sentiment of Twitter based on you know the words that people use and if they're excited, if it's positive, if it's negative. And two days ago was the saddest day in Twitter history. So I guess everybody's kind of down the dumps. Yeah, it was a, it was a great time. I was on vacation last week. Uh, did some social distancing at the beach with my family. Um, played some mini golf with my sons. I just I just lit them on fire, which is as, uh, as you should. It always I always feel good about myself when I beat my six-year-old and uh three-year-old in mini golf uh i had a bunch of aces i was i was feeling it have you ever seen the uh, competitive mini golf stuff yes now here's the key about this uh they have to bounce it off a wall right oh do they yeah you can't just there are tours there are mini tour mini golf tours that you cannot go straight at the cup it has to hit a wall first so that adds kind of a whole new wrinkle to it my three-year-old putts like been on, so that was that was <laughs> so, not great. So uh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we had fun. It was a good. It was you know I was telling a buddy this morning we we're running and I said it was a great week to have off because now I feel like I've got a week to prep for. I, I mean, on, the thing that I told him was the next 14 months. You know, you, you you're yeah. gonna have maybe. I guess some downtime in December, sort of. Um, but if, if everything plays out the way that it's expected to, I mean, we're going to be we're going to be at it for the next like through the Olympics. Well, really through the FedEx Cup next year, which is just going to it's going to be really, really crazy and, and and a lot of fun as well. Yeah, golf already has you know the shortest off season in sports, but even that's that's gone now. So if you like this podcast, if you like hearing about golf, uh, I guess we're going to give you a lot of it, huh, Kyle? Yeah, for for sure. Which is <laughs> get used I mean, to it. <laughs> it. It's weird because it's almost like so we haven't had it for what three months now, yeah. and it's been I, I've hated it. Like it's it's sucked. It's been bad. You know, uh, among all the million other bad things that are going on in the world right now. 
Yeah. Um, but we, like, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know. Like, do you think the, the, the kind of compacted nature of seven majors in 12 months makes up for that? Or is it like, is it overkill? Is it like too, like we're going too far the other way? How, how are you feeling about that? Um, I don't know, you know, cause obviously we, we've never seen anything like this and I'll, I'll update you in six or seven months when we're kind of in the midst <laughs> of it. But I, I think just in terms of golf, right. I think if you would have told me, you know, withstanding all of the other global things that are going on, if you take a three month break right now, and then it is just going to be absolutely action packed for the next yeah 12 or 14, I probably would have taken that. Like I, I like that. I mean, no, no offense to some of these tournaments, but it's, it's, it's a little more difficult to get excited about some weeks over others. And I feel like we're not going to have that issue because it's, it's literally like huge event, huge event, huge event, huge event. It really is. And it's almost like, you know how we, like last year, everybody talked about um, like kind of the compacted schedule between uh, April and August, sort of September, you're basically just flipping that to the fall and then tacking on like a normal 2021, hopefully, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. And so what you're getting instead of like, okay, compacted April to August break, compacted April to August, you're just, you're, you're just doing it back to back, which is, I mean, I'm with you. Like right now I'm really excited about it. Like I'm, I'm fired up, uh, get back to me like November 10th, <laughs> actually November 10th, I'll be good because that's masters, but maybe like October 10th and, and, and I'll get back with you. Yeah, we might regret this. Well, uh, let's jump into the news. And, and the big thing just recently, this is hot off the press, is the PGA Tour announcing PGA Tour University, Kyle, which is an effort to kind of expand, I don't know, the collaboration between the PGA Tour and collegiate golf. So the way this is going to work is that golfers who compete, excuse me, complete at least four years of college or graduate in three years are eligible for this program where the top five ranked college players will get exemption automatically into the Corn Ferry Tour, and then numbers 6 through 15 will get status on their choice of the McKenzie Tour, T PGA Tour Latino America, or PGA Tour China. So uh, let's start with this, Kyle. Um, like, like, why and does this make sense? Like, what, what's the tour's incentive to do this? The tour's incentive to do this is so you don't have – college stars without a home right so you you could theoretically have i mean this this could have happened with the guy you know colin morcala or matthew wolf or whoever where you, you kind of got a big name out there like somebody like wolf was a bigger name than i don't know half your pga tour guys i mean he's already on a lot of the marketing and, and different things that they're doing and so you've got this big name if he doesn't win the 3m uh, if he doesn't play well right away, I mean, I think we lose sight of what those guys did to earn their card in the way that they did is yeah. nobody does that. So it's let's, impossible. So describe to me uh, before this, like what was the way previously for these guys to get their cards? They have to like declare, you know, like after the U S open or whatever event they want to play as an amateur. And then it's a sprint to try to earn enough money or points or whatever it is to secure the card. Right. Yeah, so it's a sprint. So uh, you're getting uh, sponsor exemptions into events. Uh, you're Monday qualifying into uh, events. Somebody like Matthew Wolf is a big enough name to where I think you get up to, what is it, seven sponsor exemptions uh, to get into these tournaments for the season. 
you earn enough money to be what would have been the equivalent of top 125, uh, I, I think from the previous season. And all of a sudden you've earned your card uh, for the next season. Now, what happened with Victor Hovland is he played really well. I mean, he played great for a yeah. number of tournaments that he got sponsor exemptions into. But he, he was like one, I don't know, 50th or 60th or whatever. So he goes to the, the Corn Ferry Finals where he kind of easily earned his way in. That, that, what Hovland did is probably the most traditional way to do it to where you're playing well enough to get into Corn Ferry Finals. And then from there, you're top 25 at Corn Ferry Finals and onto the PGA Tour the following year. But that's still a really difficult route. It's still a really difficult path. And you look at somebody like, uh, I don't know, Norman Zhang, who yeah. comes out a couple of years ago, doesn't hit those benchmarks. And then all of a sudden, where's Norman Zhang playing, right? He's playing, like, on, he's playing on the Outlaw Tour right now, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> as, there, we're, there. as we're recording this, he's playing. <laughs> there you go. So I, I think for somebody like, I don't know, I, I can't remember what his status was over the first year of him coming out. But for somebody like him, it guarantees that you have a home, a place to play, uh, for a, a year, two years, or not two years, but for a season at least coming out of college. Yeah, this this makes a lot of sense. I, I think it not only uh, because they were, you know, the Victor Hovland rule essentially was created because of how he tried to uh, qualify, or I guess I don't even know what that was, a couple years ago. Time, is, time makes no sense anymore. Uh, but this is an opportunity to really incentivize uh, college golf staying for the length of it. And there, there's also kind of buried in this in this press release was – there's not many details on it, but the assumption and the partnership that Golf Channel will be running more of these NCAA events on television, which in theory should make a lot more guys recognizable when they do eventually make it to the PGA Tour. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I think I'm glad you brought that up because the, the thing I was reading or the thing I was thinking as I was reading about it, and I read Sean Martin's article on, on PGAtour.com. It was really good, and I thought he laid it out really well. But the thing I was thinking is, how perfect is this for like the streamlining of golf globally? Uh, if you're if you're talking about from college through you know the the majors, like we'll call that kind of the highest level or whatever, because you've got all these tours in between, and it feels like everything's kind of aligning, right? We've talked about how is there an opportunity for the PGA tour to buy the European tour? You know, yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, later on. That's been a rumor for, you know, longer than we've been alive, probably yeah. like that's kind of been out there, but you've got all of that coinciding with the COVID stuff. And, and, and you have to think like, are we going to be five or eight years from now and look back and say, okay, that was when everything started, started aligning in terms of, uh, getting all these leagues and players and everybody kind of under the same roof rather than scattered uh, throughout the world. Yeah, now more than ever, whether it's through necessity or uh, just a bigger vision, it, it feels like, yeah, things could be aligning towards a more global golf tour, so to speak. Um, last thing on this, Kyle. So the way they're going to rank these guys is like a custom uh, PGA Tour University ranking list, which is actually kind of cool. So I think that this is going to be a big part of, of the Golf Channel stuff where, hey, you know, this is a match 
between here are the schools that are here and here's the tournament that we're at and here are the guys that are kind of vying for that, you know, corn fairy tour status. So there should be more, uh, more rankings for us to keep track of. Yeah. And it just, it just engenders more interest, right? Like it it makes me more interested in, wait a second, who are the five guys that are top five that are going to get on to, uh, to have corn fairy status or to get into PGA tour events or whatever. I don't totally understand the details of like, okay, so you, you finish in the top five of this custom ranking, then you get, I think you get corn fairy status for the rest of the season once the NCAA championship is, is over with. Yes. And, and so, but if you're six or 10, if you're six to 15, you get onto some of these other tours as well. So I, I think that to me, it just creates more interest and it creates more competition, honestly. Uh, not that those guys don't already have enough to play for, but uh, to have a shot at it. I mean, a corn fairy card is a big deal. I don't know if it's always been a big deal. It's a big deal right now because of the quality of players that are on that tour and what it means to be able to get onto the PGA tour. Um, so yeah, I think that's great. I, I think, I think more interest in college golf, especially as it's televised by golf channel and as it relates to team events is, is going to be awesome. For sure. And we are uh, headed towards golf returning, but we already have one event on the calendar that will not be played, Kyle. It's the John Deere Classic. Uh, has been canceled. Uh, obviously, the we, we talk about this a lot, this, the state-by-state thing, the, the different uh, concerns all over the place is, has some of these events potentially in jeopardy. And, and with the concerns in Illinois, John Deere Classic is getting canceled. So first we'll start there. But the big report kind of out of this, Kyle, is that Muirfield Village uh, could host back-to-back, back-to-back weeks, which I think makes, honestly, a ton of sense. Yeah, I, it does. And I'm, I wonder if you see more of that throughout the summer and into the fall. Are we going to have a venue that it's like you play three weeks in a row? I mean, maybe not as you get hopefully further away from some of this. Um, but yeah, this, this, was the, this was kind of the question I had off the top. And the PGA Tour was like, okay, here's our schedule. Here's where we're going. And it's like, man, this is this is adjudicated by 50 different governments, essentially. And yep. so are you going to actually be able to do that? And the answer, obviously, is is no, you're, you're not going to. You can't. Illinois is saying, no, we're, that's not going to happen, uh, apparently. So, yeah, I, I think the, the Muirfield Village thing, back to back, I think it makes a ton of sense. And... I don't know, play a, get creative with it. Play an eight round event. <laughs> there it right? is. I, I knew I was going to ask if you didn't bring it up. I was going to ask, cause we've had that conversation before playing an eight round event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean ha- has there ever been a week? Like have we, we've never seen a course used two weeks in a row on the PGA tour, right? I mean, not in modern times. No, I, I, I can't, I can't think that that would have, would have happened. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I just, I, I think an eight round event, a 10 round, whatever. I, I think it would be, you have an opportunity right now to t- try some stuff out that nobody's going to care about. It's not like people, yes. it's not like you're going to get, play an eight round event and people are going to be like, well, this is stupid. Everybody's yeah. going to be like, this is awesome. Golf is, is on TV for eight rounds in a row or whatever. Spread yeah. it out over two weeks. I mean, the European tour would do like a 15 round event. <laughs> call it a day. You're, I think you're right in that, like, you almost get a pass for whatever right now. Like, like yeah. if you want to come back and do something crazy, do something crazy. Um, I, I guess I, so like looking past this, looking past, you know, July and further into the fall, 
I think realistically we might run into these scenarios again somewhere else. Uh, but I also think yeah. that optimistically it kind of just makes a lot of sense to be able to be like, all right, well, wherever we're at the week before or the week after, let's fire it up there again because the course is in shape. Uh, guys don't have to make an extra travel trip. So, so I think it's possible we get another or more cancellations or whatever, but it seems like they would likely be filled. Yeah, no, I, I do think that, I think you're right. I think it's interesting because it's so different. I, I've been reading and listening to some of the NBA stuff where they're like, oh, we're going to play the, the playoffs all in one, on one court or, at, you know, that's yeah. not it, but essentially. And for something like the NBA, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. A court is a court, right? Mm-hmm. But for golf, it does matter. Like different courses set up differently. They benefit some guys and not others. And play the same course over and over it gets uh, old it gets monotonous if you're the player or if you're watching but I think for two weeks in a row even three weeks in a row maybe route it differently I mean I, I think there are there are ways to do it that yeah like you can just you can be incredibly creative with it right now and get all the free passes in the world from everybody they've got to go to one of those uh reversible golf courses where you play it in two separate directions like completely different 18s like that's that's what I got to see yeah, that's the uh, that's the St. Andrews thing, right? Like playing it backwards. Yeah. You can play St. Andrews backwards, and then there is oh man, uh, Eric Anders Lang did it. I think it's I think it's called the Loop. I don't know where it's at, but it's like literally designed to be reversible, which is mind boggling. Yeah, it, and it and it's it's cool. It, it's it's I think it's nuanced stuff about golf that the average PGA Tour consumer wouldn't even ever think about. But for us, we would just we would just eat it up. Producer Jacob just suggested a, a one club challenge day where you where you take one of the eight days. I am I am here for that. People who who was who was upset? Who didn't want that? Was it Mark? Was it M Woman? I assume that if it's a change to something normal, Mark didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> I would let That's, these guys throw the ball. I don't care. The the one club challenge for an entire day would be the sickest thing it would be so awesome because or three club or five whatever it just it brings out their creativity i think i think it'd be great i'd be more you would be more impressed with these guys if you could see that they can hit a four iron anywhere between like 260 and 140 like these guys are nuts when they do stuff like that yeah it's it's disgusting i mean i think i think the straightforward nature of what they do on a tournament to tournament basis it is impressive but I think in your head, you're watching it. You're like, I don't know. I, I could probably do that if I had more club head speed. But you, you start hitting a five iron, like 160 with some spin. You're like, I, I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, Producer Jacob also letting us know the loop is a Tom Doak course. It's in Michigan. It is on the bucket list. So Producer Jacob, uh, it's a Monday. I've dated the show now, but he is. Wait, is it Monday? Yeah, it is a Monday. Uh, but he's not acting like it. He's on top of his game. Uh, Kyle, when golf returns, the weekend action will now be on CBS Sports. You can stream Saturday and Sunday coverage absolutely free on the CBS Sports mobile app and cbssports.com. And you can also gain authenticated access to stream on your Roku, that's what I have, Apple TV or Fire TV through your cable provider or CBS All Access. Kyle, do you have cable? I, we don't have cable. We just stream everything. Now, you, you, I have a YouTube TV. Yes, that's what we have. It's the best. Yeah, yeah it's right. awesome. Um, 
the European tour, you, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, has announced a revamped schedule that uh, basically has, uh, what are they calling it, like the English swing. It's all focused in the UK. Uh, so the first eight events back are held in either England, Wales, or Scotland, with the first six of them, presumably at least the first six, held behind closed doors. And they get creative as well, what we, what we may be seeing from the PGA Tour with back-to-back weeks at Celtic Manor. A couple of things here. Uh, and you, you, to me, were the first one, at least in my universe, that brought up the travel thing uh, with the PGA Tour. And I was like, wow, I never considered that. And, I, and that is a huge concern. Flying these guys all over the place, you know, different states, uh, if you're in North America, it could be different countries. I mean, the European tour deals with that all the time. And it seems like their response in, in the way that the PGA tour has not kind of done this is to focus on one specific area, get through as many events as you can and, and try to tackle this return that way. Yeah. And it's kind of the opposite of what their normal slate is, right? Usually they're going to like Portugal and, you know, like Saudi Arabia, like just all over the world. And now it's like, they're all within, you know, however many miles of each other or kilometers, whatever, whatever <laughs> we're going with there. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it does somebody on Twitter said this, I can't remember who right now off the top of my head, but it looks like uh, a schedule that you would play if you created a player on like, yeah. Uh, a uh, a golf video game where it's like they don't yeah. have any like sponsor it's just like names of like english open english championship uh celtic Wales. classic wales celtic. open <laughs> <laughs> it's it really is kind of hilarious but uh yeah I'm, look i'm i'm just i'm here for any and all golf that, that we can get right now yeah th- this is um if this is what they need to do to get golf back on there let's let's do it it, it makes complete sense um what we haven't kind of talked about, like this, this whole Ryder Cup thing and how it impacts the, the European tour is now bouncing around. And, you know, Rory has mentioned, like, maybe we shouldn't play the Ryder Cup if there's no fans there. Someone else just came out and said it would be more intense. Who was that, Rosie? Justin Rose was like, oh, that actually might be really much more intense without fans. I don't know. But, like, that is going to impact the European tour in a big way. And, and I feel like Rory, who is... I don't know, golf spokesman at the per- at the moment um, might get his wish because he has so much sway in all this. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I, it is hard. Like I, I don't know. And I don't know that anybody knows like what the financial situation is. Like, do you get, like, can you afford another year if you're the, if you're the year and, and look like the European tour thing doesn't kick in until 24 right because this this is not a home rider cup for them so that so the money that they would uh potentially receive or you know that they need to and and people just i i think they don't know or don't understand like first of all who's running the rider cup pga of america for the u.s side european tour for um the european side and that money that revenue that they generate is in the hundreds of millions of dollars uh, for TV rights, for ticket, everything. Yeah. And that the, the European tour either breaks even or loses money in the three non Ryder Cup years. And then they're kept afloat by having the Ryder Cup. Now, I think the, the thing about the thing that nobody is really like saying, you can have the Ryder Cup next year at Whistling Straits 
and still have it in 2022. And so in, in that case, the European tour would, they wouldn't miss a beat. I mean, they're miss, everybody's missing a lot of beats, but in, in terms of Ryder Cup stuff, that's true. they could kind of stay on schedule, right? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that, doesn't that make sense? Yeah, you're right. No one's talking about that. <laughs> that's, like, that's the most logical, that's too logical for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's why no that's why i haven't seen that yet no it, you're you're right it's it's a it's a four-year budget for the european tour and yeah they are they why, why can't they just go right after whistling straights now maybe maybe i have that wrong in terms of maybe they get some of that tv money in in every Ryder cup year and so you'd be forfeiting some of that i i don't know like the specific yeah. accounting of it but to me, I, I just the thing that I've always heard or read about it is this money is realized every four years, not every two years for the for the European tour. So you stay on track of 2022 following the, the 2018 Paris money. Yeah, there's probably some type of split when it's not on home soil, but who knows? Um, all right. We, there is a great story that I'm dying uh, to jump into. But first, we will take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. And we're back. Kyle, did you think the PGL was dead? Um, because apparently it's not. <laughs> yeah, so I've, got, I've actually got a little, little, some nuggets on this, some tidbits. Ooh. Yeah. N nug, nugget away. What, what do you got? <laughs> so I, I've been talking to uh, some people, uh, just friends in the golf world. And some people. The, the PGL is, uh, is very much not dead. Cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know how like where we are on the on the timeline of all this stuff but it is uh i think i think they were dealt a blow rory rory tried to put a put a dagger in them in mexico right yep. um yep. but i think that as bad as the covid stuff has been for everybody it's actually been i think a a benefit at the right time for the pgl i i just i i think that because if, if you're in existence right now, if you're the NFL, if you're the PGA Tour, if you're mm. anybody that exists, yeah. you're, 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 and, you, and you're, you're 
we'll call it living paycheck to paycheck. That's not what it is, but like your, your, yeah. your cash flow is alive and there's money out there. You're, you're, you're getting decimated. I mean, you're just getting destroyed across the board. If you're not in existence yet, if you're the PGL and you have plans to be, you're kind of looking at this and saying, man, I'm glad we're not in existence. <laughs> yeah. But how, how do we find the weakness here and enter into it? It's, and it's I think expensive to exist right now. <laughs> for sure. And I, and I think that's, I think that's what they're doing right now. And I, I just, I don't think we've heard necessarily the last of, I don't know, you know, maybe in a different form or whatever, but I, I, I do think that they're, I think it's still out there for sure. Uh, I hope so. Listen, I, I don't necessarily care if it's the PGL or whatever. Like I want, I want competition right? I want competition that makes the PGA tour be the best ever, right? Like that's, that's good for everybody. But what kind of sparked a lot of this is, you know, Greg Norman, uh, told Michael Bomberger that, uh, there's this idea, or at least the PGA tour might be exploring a side pot to, to pay out its top players. And the specifics obviously, who knows what they are, if, we've, if this is even true or not, but a potentially a $40 million pot for eight players with the top player getting $8 million. Um, Kyle, this goes back to, and this is such a weird question to ask right now, are the top players paid fairly? No, they're not. And I, I don't think anybody thinks that they are paid fairly. Um, and to me, it goes back to the guaranteed money, right? It's, it's if you are Dak Prescott or Matt Ryan or, you know, whoever in the NFL, you're guaranteed a, an amount of money for like within your contract. And on the PGA Tour, you have to go earn it. Tiger Woods did not, and Tiger Woods made $0 for like five years. Now, yeah. he made a bunch of other money. But I think the thing that, I think about when I hear what you just said is, isn't, isn't that what the FedEx cup is for? Like, isn't that, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I don't understand the idea of having all these separate payouts or pay structures or whatever. Now, maybe that, maybe that is guaranteed. I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're saying, Hey, if you finish first on in the FedEx cup last year, if you're some JM, I guess, yeah, uh, baby, you get six mil eight mil, whatever in the following season for showing up to 15 events. Maybe, maybe that, maybe that's what the structure of this is, but I, I just, I don't, I don't get the idea of just throwing a ton of money in a bunch of different directions to create the what like illusion that you're just the richest league or it's not an illusion. You are the richest league in the world. I, I just, I guess I don't totally understand the purpose. So what you were, I think you were getting towards is where I think the disconnect of all of this is where, isn't that what the FedEx cup is for? Which is like, yeah, right. That like the FedEx cup is supposed to reward the best players that season. I look at this from a different standpoint. I look at this from a most valuable to the PGA tour standpoint. And they're very different things because when the PGA tour goes and, tr and tries to sell naming rights and um, television rights and all that stuff. And, and the ads that you see, they focus on certain guys. It's Tiger, it's Rory, it's Brooks, it's whatever. Those guys are clearly more valuable 
to the tour, yet when they show up on Thursday morning, they're in the same boat as everybody else in terms of compensation. So I would actually, and I have no idea how you'd calculate this and how you'd figure it out, but I think they should be paid towards their value. Like, let's be real. Phil Mickelson, um, not as good as golf as he used to be. And that's not a knock on him. He's 49. He's one week away from being on the PGA Tour champions or whatever he is, right? Like, <laughs> that, like, but he's still incredibly valuable because people tune in. And when he's out on the course, he's got a ton of people following him. So like maybe he should be compensated a little bit differently, right? Like it, it's weird. It, it's not necessarily to me the best players it's their value to how the tour like how 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 they fit in with the pga tour so how would you even measure that though because i, I, I think no the, idea. the weird part about that and you, i guess you get this in other sports also where you have guys who are super popular that just aren't that good or aren't as good as they used to be but normally those guys are just gone they're out of the league and if you're phil mickelson you could be the 400th ranked player in the world and still getting pga tour starts because you have a lifetime exemption right now that pool of players is is small like it's it's not very big but it still exists and i mean it's it's the tiger problem tiger shows up he's the most valuable person there but Mm -hmm. it doesn't no matter if he's playing good golf or not and so how do you how do you even measure something like that and that 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 gets into a problem that um, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how you solve that because you are right. Phil is worth X number of dollars that somebody like Sung JM, who's 20th in the world will never be worth. Right. But who, but who puts a value on that? Who measures that? And how do you even do it? Yeah. So, so, so what that always brings us back and I don't know the answer to it. Right. Uh, and it's, you probably can't quantify it, but there is this, this, this brings us back to Guaranteed money, right? I mean, even in you have to think about other individual individual sports. I, I guess tennis is is the most similar, right? They show up at an event, uh, and they are if they if they get bounced in the first round, like they're not seeing a paycheck, right? And now tennis is a little bit different because the top players tend to win more often uh, than they might in in golf. But like even in boxing, you know, those are those are guaranteed. Uh, prizes purses like they're, they're paying they're they're fighting for their next match right if i beat this guy i can make more in my next fight so it's it's weird because there's not a lot of great examples around the world of sport and it always seems to come back to just being able to guarantee the players the better players a little something when they show up on thursday morning i still love the idea of having uh, and this is the the PGL thing of having teams of having franchises yes. and and how guys have a stake have have equity in it yep. right I mean that's Phil's dream right <laughs> is to have yeah. equity in a, like a golf team yeah. I mean that is it would be and 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 to that point like guys would guys would be on board with that they want to be around Phil Mickelson because of the star power that he exudes because of i mean we saw it during the the match right like guys won't want to be in his orbit and i just think that idea i don't know how you work it out on the pga tour and maybe you can't that idea is just endlessly fascinates me yes and and i i love everything about it it would it would turn a little bit into like um like like racing like nascar right like those guys are on teams they're yeah. they're competing individually but they the resources are kind of pooled could you imagine a team of four five six guys and then take like okay i'm a fr- i have a stake in this franchise 
oh, hey, TaylorMade, like, do you want to be exclusive to our team? Like, let's talk not like they could make so much more money being a franchise, being a team. Uh, and we wouldn't even have to have this conversation right through merch through, I don't even know what else. There's so many ways you can monetize if you're a franchise. Yeah. I mean, that, that to me is, um, I don't know. And, and, and you'd have to, it's so complicated because you, when the PGL talks about it, they're talking about giving equity to their members, which is a really weird thing that I don't think any league really does. I mean, yeah. you have, I don't know. It's just such a, the, the setup of the PGA Tour is so weird in terms of the independent contractors. You don't have that setup in the other sports that we talk about in baseball, football, basketball, you have owners. So I guess it would be kind of like that, but then you're also, I, I don't know. There's just so many different facets to it that I don't understand or know how you would work out. But I do believe, I, and I haven't talked to anybody about this. I do believe that the PGA Tour, they have to be, working toward something to reward their stars in the future because if not then pgls in the in in the over the next 10 or 20 years are just going to keep popping up and one of them eventually is going to land and you're not going to have the league that you used to have i i really believe that and so i just i i think that the i think the pga tour is smart enough to know that i think monahan gets it and i'm i'm fascinated that rory kind of put it put it <laughs> put it to bed essentially because that eradicated all the leverage. Now maybe they had already talked about like, Hey, we're going to, you know, wink, wink, work this out. But I thought that part of it was, um, I, I did not expect him to deal that blow that early on. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's finish with this though. If they did have teams, uh, would they have to, they'd have to have team names, right? Like what, like that would be the coolest thing to figure out what these franchise names would be. Like the, the, the Phil's team would be like the jumping, mm, the air jumping mix. dragons. Yeah. No, it would be sick. And you It'd could be awesome. like, you'd have a draft. I mean, it would, the whole thing. Would Don't be, even tease. I know. Like all these things that we love about other sports. It's like in all these other sports, NFL, NBA, the off season's the best part. Like that's yep. when I'm reading the most. That's when I'm intrigued the most. And in golf, there isn't one. It's just like, oh, well, we're playing the, you know, and we're playing Mayakoba this week. That's our off season. And it's just not, it, there's not as much excitement around that off season stuff engenders excitement around the whole sport. And you just, you don't get that in golf. Could you imagine Rory holding a presser and announcing he was taking his talents to some other franchise? Oh, it, it would like, be it, sick. I, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm drooling. We need to have, thinking. we need to have, this was one of my ideas and, and we still got, I guess two weeks to do it, but we need to have, we need to each be a franchise and draft teams. Done. Producer Jacob, can you weigh in on that? Can we make that happen? I think we could do that. Okay. I don't know any of the other details, but I am all in. <laughs> I mean, you, you wouldn't, it wouldn't take forever. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe it would, but I, I just think it would be, the, the the concept of eight four four player teams is really um, we could do you know four eight player teams or whatever I, I think is really interesting. And then can I trade you somebody like if I'm like sick of him and I am like I gotta cut ties like let's just but, swap. But this is that's the that's what we're talking about here yeah. stuff like that that adds a whole other layer to everything that we're covering. Producer Jacob, it looks like you have some. I think I, I think what you just discovered here was our replacement for the one and done league for the remainder Ooh. of the year. Yeah. You guys yeah. just don't want to get smoked 
in the, in the <laughs> I, I was all for the continuation of the one and done league. It was other people. It yeah, was... other people named Mark Emelman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on, that's I align with Mark Gimelman on that. Let's bury that one and done and never bring it back. Um, all right, we might be on to something. We'll figure that out. Uh, Kyle, as always, much appreciated. Thanks for uh, chat. This was this was good. I love this. Yeah, I, I always I love going back and forth with you. I, I you know sometimes with this stuff we we kind of work out our ideas on the air. Like I've got some thoughts going in, but I don't totally know where I'm going with it. So I always love bouncing stuff off of you and seeing your reaction to my <laughs> 15 round tournaments and stuff like that. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Kyle Porter, follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. Hey, if you like what you hear, how about this? Tell a friend. Golf is oh. coming back. It's going to be the only thing to watch. People, your friends are going to be like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? I'm watching golf. You should watch golf and you should listen to the First Cut podcast because uh, that's what I'm doing. That's a lot of fun. Can't beat that. This has been the First Cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.